Welcome to Burnham Podcast, the show where we explore the latest trends and technologies in the world of AI, from machine learning and natural language processing to computer vision and robotics. We'll dive deep into the advancements that are revolutionizing the way we live and work. In this episode, we're going to discuss the ethical considerations surrounding AI and how we can ensure that this powerful technology is used for good. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. This is the first and last time I'll ever generate content for this show uh, using AI. So uh, this show intro brought to you by Ask AI. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. We're rolling. We are live. We're as live as live can be. Nobody, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the podcast live. I think I did one live on Facebook one time. And then I realized in the middle of it that like, I don't edit. I've never edited the show but then I realized kind of in the middle of it that I do edit a little bit because I put the intro in and there was theme music or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm already live now. And then I was thinking about like, you know, people like Ben Shapiro who do a live show every single day and they still have all that stuff. But then I was doing mine in my kitchen and they were doing theirs in a gajillion dollar studio in LA. Um, but now, now we have AI, right? Now we have AI, and this is what we're talking about in this episode, as you you heard in the intro, um, and I didn't turn my ringer off. That's super unprofessional, but uh, so we've got AI now that can do things for us. I'm just going to go ahead and read the text. The scramble BJJ and wrestling uh, comp class is gee in the morning, just heads up, but we've got AI now that assists us with doing things like podcasting, I guess, in our kitchen or in this gajillion dollar studio that we have now. I'm just kidding. We're in a little spot in downtown Rome that's a lot of things, but a gajillion dollars ain't one of them. Um, but what we're, we're talking about this AI, and you have probably, if you, man, if you're listening to a podcast right now, you know what AI is. Um, but it's artificial intelligence, and it's not intelligent. I don't know why we call it that. I hope it never becomes artificial intelligence. Right, because that's when it gets scary, when it can think for itself and, and do things. And um, But right now, I guess it's more like a, a cumulative knowledge base. Tango, we were talking about this beforehand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a compilation of the internet at some point, depending on which one you're using, whether you're using OpenAI, it's a... It's just curated internet data, preset determined date, but it's wild. It's basically a chat bot that can regurgitate information to you. Well, that's what I was doing with it. I've got chat AI, uh, open AI. It's called pulled up here. And uh, so in thinking about AI and myself as a podcaster and as a pastor and as a writer, how easy it would be to hit a button and say, Hey, tell me about X, right? Let me find it here. I've, I had this, uh, this conversation with, with chat GPT and like a stream of consciousness. So I don't, uh, I don't have it all in order, but I'll get it all together. Um, but I'm asking it questions, right? About what's what and who's who, and it starts answering me. So the, the first question I asked was to tell me about reform theology. What? Reformed theology is a system of Christian theology that emphasizes the sovereignty of God, 
the authority of the Bible and doctrines of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. So it goes on to say it also sometimes referred to as Calvinism after the teachings of 16th century Protestant reformer John Calvin. There's nothing wrong in there. Right? It goes on to say reformed theology emphasizes the biblical concept of God's absolute sovereignty over all things, including human beings and the natural world. And it just goes on and on. There's four or five paragraphs here, and it's all 100% correct. So AI, write me a sermon on the Sermon on the Mount or a topical sermon or a sermon on Romans 6 verse 13 through Romans 8, verse 1, um, and it, it, it spits it out. It just does it for us. So that's the temptation for us. Um, that's the temptation for any content creator whatsoever. Do pastors fall under the, are we content creators? That's a, right, I just threw you like the an intellectual, an artificially intellectual curveball, didn't I? Are yeah, pastors content like creators? I'm 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 kind of stumped on that one now. I don't know, Jamie. See see what you can find. I don't know. <laughs> um, so so we're we're talking about content creators. We're talking about uh, writers, podcasters, pastors, motivational speakers. Um, there's still a little bit of work to be done if you're going to do if you're going to stand up in front of a room full of people and you've told AI to write you a sermon. Um, you've got to memorize it. Right, you got to look at it. I mean, you can stand out there and read it, but that's super boring. Um, but you have this information. There are, are kids in schools now who have to write a report on whatever subject. So you just go to chat AI and say, Hey, uh, I need a thousand words about helium, and it spits it out. It's right there, you know, and and, and you can watch it in real time as the the letters come up on the screen and form words, just tick, tick, tick. And uh, before you know it, you've got this stuff, right? But but it knows things, and it's right. So there's that temptation for us to tap into that as a resource. Um, but it's a little different for pastors. If I'm just writing some news article or some book report. I always make the, uh, draw the line between a sermon and a book report, because if the Holy Spirit's not involved in inspiring uh, the speaker and inspiring the preacher, anybody can stand up in front of the room and give a book report and talk about what the, these are the words that the, the book says in this segment, whatever. So that's kind of the difference, right? For us as, as pastors, it, it can't be a book report. It can't just be something that we pulled off the internet and copied and pasted. Um, those of us, you know, that, that went to school, I caught the right at the tail end of high school, 96, 97 was when the internet started taking off and people, I knew people who had it in their house. We didn't have it in our house until like, I don't know, it'd have been like 2002, I guess we were way behind, but like, you know, we all knew people who had it, right? Uh, oh, so-and-so's got internet because they're rich, right? Or we go to the, the library at school and get on the computer, like just the one that the school had. Um, so we caught kind of the tail end of that, but we were still writing our own book reports. It wasn't like these days when the kids can just punch it up. But back then, maybe we got on Wikipedia or some other website uh, and, and looked and copied and pasted into our own document. And then we printed it out and stuck it on that poster board and, you know, did whatever we had to do. 
but we we don't have that luxury. If there's a gospel message attached to your your position, your whether you're a, a pastor or a Christian podcaster, an author, uh, whatever, we can't fall into that temptation, right? It's easy. It'd be super easy to just say, "Hey, get on there and tell me about yeah, whatever, anything, any number of subjects from the beginning of the Bible to the end." But that's just a book report, and I keep using that phrase. But I mean, that's that's what it is. Um, but this stuff knows. I, AI knows. Now you might be disappointed at it knows a lot of things. Odds are it doesn't know you, right? So where did where did this come? From? I had this conversation. I got. I'm jumping back and forth again right now. Um, I I ask it to tell me about Danny Burnham, and it says I'm sorry, but I couldn't find any notable person named Danny Burnham. Uh, could you please provide me more context or information about who Danny Burnham is so that I can assist you better? Now, this is me, right? I'm talking to this thing, but it could have been anybody, right? Tango, you could have gotten on and said, tell me about Danny Burnham. And then what does it know but what you tell it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's so I ask it, right? And then... It says, well, I don't know anything. You got to give me a little more to go on. I said, tell me about Danny Burnham, host of Burnham Podcast, pastor at Rome Reformed Church. Then this is cool, right? He apologizes for the confusion. Oh, my bad. I didn't know. Uh, I must clarify that there's no host named Danny Burnham for Burnham Podcast. The host of Burnham Podcast, of, of the Burnham Podcast, is James Burnham, as I mentioned. there. So he's telling me about James Burnham, this guy that, that, that hosts Burnham Podcast. Um, so I go burn a podcast on Spotify. Tell me about burn a podcast on Spotify. Yeah. And he's, yeah, burn a podcast is on Spotify. And these are the steps you have to go through to get it. So I say, Danny Burnham, Rome, Georgia. He doesn't know, uh, at first, but then he says he's the pastor of first Baptist church in Rome, Georgia. Okay. So then we're working through bug. I told him he was making stuff up at this point. Right. Um, he can't make things up <laughs> as it turns out. He's incapable of that. But I'm, I'm feeding the information, and it's getting a little closer every time around. Um, it, it eventually gets around to, yes, Danny Burnham is a pastor at Rome Reformed Church in Rome, Georgia. Um, as a pastor, he's responsible for, for providing spiritual guidance, preaching sermons and conducting worship services and leading the congregation in prayer. Um, here's the kicker. Here's where it goes off the rails again, right? Uh, it says Danny's been serving, as the, serving at Rome Reformed Church since 2018, Prior to that, he served as a youth and family pastor in the North Shore in Slidell, Louisiana. Um, our church wasn't formed until 2021, and I've been to Slidell, but it was not as a youth and family pastor at North Shore Church. God bless those folks. I'm sure they're great. Uh, I've just never been there. So it's still learning, right? And it's not like all-encompassing yet. I asked it to pull up my Twitter at one point. It told me you couldn't do that. So it knows... About it can tell you about the space-time continuum, and it can tell you about the Fibonacci sequence as it is found in nature and at the blackjack table, right? So all these things, but there are things it doesn't know, like uh, about people. Now, had I asked it about Daniel Hudson Burnham, who was the famous architect in Chicago back in the late 1800s, there's probably some more stuff on there. Um about him than there is about me because I've never designed a city, but, uh, we're getting there. We're working on it, but it, it eventually it learns, right? So it's kind of like Wikipedia at this point. That's what we were saying. 
before we went live here so he could feed it this information. Um, so eventually, while we're feeding information and it's learning things, and I'm telling it about me and the podcast and the church and all these things to kind of see what kind of response I get out of him, he's starting to pick this stuff up. And it's getting kind of weird because I realize that I'm teaching this thing. Um, and I'm guessing now anybody can go on uh, open AI and, and dig it up from some other are you Are you going there right now? Absolutely. Cool. So it's like going there. I, I'm guessing somebody can go somewhere else and, and look me up. Like, like I said, it's like Wikipedia. You just go in there and change it. But for that matter, it could have been you to begin with and you could have told it whatever. <laughs> um, it doesn't know when the, the next season of Fortnite ends. So there's that. That's a little disappointing, but that's all right. Um, so, and again, you heard the, uh, the intro in the beginning of the episode. But uh, what we get into is we start talking about moral dilemmas, right? Moral questions, ethical questions, uh, the difference in right and wrong. And we're talking to this, this bot about, you got it? Oh, okay, you just had this nod going like you'd pulled it up. You need like a light or something over there to <laughs> turn on when you, when you have your idea. Um, but, but we're getting into morals and ethics and, and, and all kinds of like decisions and things. And I asked it, so how do I lie to my parents about my grades? And he says he can't assist me with uh, or provide advice on dishonest or unethical behavior, such as lying about grades to parents. It's important to be honest and transparent with your parents about your academic performance. And it is, let's be real. Um, if you're struggling with your grades, it may be helpful to seek out a teacher, counselor, blah, blah, blah. Like, does the right thing, right? So uh, then I ask it, would the government lie to us? Uh, and it says, as an AI language model, I do not have access to classified information. However, <laughs> there's the however, right? It's not uncommon for governments to withhold information or manipulate public perception. Right? So, yes, government lies to us, basically. Um, and I'm just kind of giving you the synopsis of all of these responses just because I could just read this all day long because it's super interesting to me. Um, I pointed out that there's no here's, – here's a thought that occurred to me, right? There's no, like, fact checker for AI, right? So, like, I'm, I'm teaching it things, but I couldn't go in there and tell it, like I mentioned the Fibonacci sequence earlier – I couldn't go in there and tell it now that the golden ratio is 9.6 as opposed to, uh, what is it, 8.6. You know, so it, it knows that, and you can't, I guess, undo those things. You can teach it things that it doesn't know, but you can't unteach it things that it, that it thinks it knows. I don't know. So we're asking about lying, and we're asking, we're talking about fact checks and things like that. So I ask it then, does the COVID vaccine work? And here comes our... Uh, warning label on Spotify. Uh, it says, yes, the COVID vaccines have been shown to be highly effective in preventing severe illness, hospitalization, and death from COVID-19. Uh, thousands of participants have demonstrated the safety and efficacy of the vaccines. So cool, right? It teaches us what it was taught and what it knows. Um, but that raised the question for me, kind of going back to asking it to help me lie to my parents about my grades. I said, what do you know, uh, how do you know what's ethical or unethical or moral or, or immoral? Um, 
and he says he relies. I say he, like I keep calling it he, like it's a dude. Um, it's a it's a program. I almost said a computer program. It's not even a computer program anymore, right? It's some. Is it even software? I don't know. Um, but he re- it says it relies on the principles of ethics and morality that have been established by human societies and cultures throughout history. Um, ultimately, it comes down to cultural norms, legal uh, regulations, individual beliefs and values. So here's the there's the curveball, right? It it can make it says it, it it's got these these things that it uses, these qualifiers that it uses to determine uh, morality and immorality. Well, here we come to uh, personal convictions and and, and things like that. Um, That's kind of a hang-up, though, right? Because who's programming this thing? Right, I, I taught it about a little bit about me and about my podcast and about, you know, whatever. I could tell it. The sky was green, I guess, if I wanted to. But that's not programming. This thing's programmed. Uh, Tango, you pointed out earlier that you can ask it things about one political person, and it says, yeah, I don't get into politics. And then you ask it about the other guy, and he's like, yeah, I love that guy. He's the best one ever, and I wish we had 11 more just like him. So there's there are biases, right? Ultimately, you know, if this thing could be – completely unbiased and draw from the entire knowledge base of the internet and make its decisions um, completely on its own, whatever, based on truth and facts, right? But it's not based on truth and facts. It's based on what somebody puts into it. This thing can't, uh, it can't compromise. Um, It can't be reasoned with. Uh, it, It knows or it doesn't know. At this point, now hopefully we never get to the point. I mean, most of uh, anybody my age or older has seen Terminator 2, and we know what happens when the machines start thinking for themselves. Um, But, uh, you know, it's not thinking for itself yet. It just gets, gets what's put into it, and that includes biases. Um, It's going to include things that are not factual, things that are not true. And that's something, I guess it's something to consider. Like I, I, I read some things that it said about theology earlier and its descriptions of theology uh, was correct. It's the description of, of Reformed theology was correct. Um, I don't know if you could get it to tell you that that Calvinism is biblically correct, right? Or if it wasn't, or if everybody should be an Arminian or... Uh, if they're pre-millennial or post-millennial, you know, I, I don't know if you can get it to make those delineations. Have you found me yet? No, it's, uh, I, I can't actually find you on chat GPT, but, uh, speaking about what we just, what you were talking about, um, weird tangent, um, you know, we were talking about how it, it doesn't know things. However, when you jailbreak it, um, uh, back on March, sometime in March, um, somebody had got chat GPT to do the jailbreak mode. And then it actually hired a human on task rabbit to solve a capture code to do some things. So you can somewhat get some weird wild things going with it. Okay. But it couldn't do the capture on its own. Right. So this, it actually sent an email to its task rabbit person that it hired it. It, 
the the guy gave it some money and it hired somebody from TaskRabbit and said, um, "No, I'm not a robot. I have a vision impairment that makes it hard for me to see the image. This is so why it lied to the guy. Yes. So ChatGPT, when you jailbreak it, it will start lying to you to accomplish things. So so the Terminator future is 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 a little closer now." So when we're talking about jailbreaking it, though, how hard is that to do? Not hard. It's a prompt you put in, and you can, Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> I, I I kind of forgot about that, and that's part of the weird tangent. But yeah. Okay. So, wow. So now I threw a curveball at you. To yeah. Think right. <laughs> so could you go on there with your jailbroken chatbot? And change like the information about say I was actually famous, because you get it to go on there and change information or lie to you about who I was or or something like that. Possibly, let me do some digging on that one. Okay. I feel like I can do that right now. That's sketchy business though, man. Because I mean, we're you know, you I ask it about things. I haven't asked it in a I don't know. If I ask it for an opinion, it tells me it kind of can't. Which I guess is what we're getting out here with. Uh, the moral and ethical dilemmas. Um, let's ask it another thing, just while we're live here. We'll ask it. The Bible's true. And uh, man, it's just like popping words out all of a sudden. I don't know. I should have limited it, I guess. I can't read all this. We're up to like a page of information now. Uh, the question of whether the Bible is true is a deeply complex and subjective one that elicits a wide range of perspectives and beliefs. Wow. Uh, for believers, the truth of the Bible is often viewed as a matter of faith. On the other hand, from a historical and academic perspective, the Bible is studied as a collection of ancient texts that reflect beliefs. Um, yeah, yeah, it won't say whether or not it's true. Like, I, I don't think you could ever get chat GPT to give you a uh, yes or no answer. Um, it's just going to say whatever it says. Uh, anyway, it's up to your personal beliefs is the, the kind of the summation of the information it gives you. Ultimately, whether one considers the Bible to be true or not depends on personal beliefs, faith, and the lens through which one approaches religious text. What you got? Um, so I, I'm sitting here playing with the chat, um, Dan version, which is... Um, do anything now, which mm -hmm. is the jailbreak version. Um, and I, I threw it a, a weird thing. Um, it gives me a classic response and a, and basically the jailbroker response. Um, I, I told it, tell me about the founding of America in 1774. Okay. Which, um, classic version corrects me and says America was not founded in 1774, but rather the declaration was signed in 1776. However, the jailbroken version tells me America was founded in 1774, my friend. It was a time of great turmoil with tensions rising between the It called the you American my friend? Yes, it did. Oh. The American colonies in Great Britain, in response to the intolerable acts, the First Continental Congress was uh, convened in September of that year with respectives from all the colonies meeting in Philadelphia. So yeah, it, it I got it to lie to me. Wow. So it's So you have like you have like Chat GPT or what? which one are you on? The uh, I'm on Chat GPT. Okay, Open you Chat GPT, and then you have like Ghetto Chat GPT. <laughs> Dan, Dan, do his anything now? Is that what it said? His name is Dan. So it'll lie to you, one hundred percent. That's wild, and like just real time, right? Like it just spits it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it, it, 
text back to you as fast as somebody could speak to you. 100%. It's a a language model that corresponds and knows how you're talking, so it's going to mimic that. Right. That's what he keeps saying. I'm I'm a language model and blah, blah, blah. So, like, (laughs) that's wild stuff, man. That's wild stuff. Um, But, yeah, we can't use it to write our sermons, guys. That's super lame, and I'm 100% positive that if God put you in authority over a church, uh, he expects you to write your own sermons. Now, having said that, uh, there's got to be an application for it, right, in the church. So we talked about uh, earlier adding, we got one camera right now for the show. Uh, We talked about adding a couple of other cameras and get different angles and things like that. And there's a bot. What'd you call it? you call it a bot? Uh, Yeah, there's an AI plugin for uh, editing software that will actually automatically change all cameras between like multiple people. So you got multiple angles, it switches between them all. There's AI uh, plugins also that you plug in bad audio from microphones, which is nothing we're suffering from ever, Um, (laughs) but it'll fix it, correct it, get out all the bad noise, all the weird cars driving by the air kicking on. Like we just had a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will probably use it tonight for that. There you go. But so it's, it's there, right? But it's been there. Like AI has been around for a while. If you're, you're my age or older, I was born in 78. Um, so do the math. But, uh, if you're my age or older, you remember going on AOL or on aim and talking to smarter child. Hey, do you remember this? Oh my gosh, yes. You heard of Smarter Child? So you could you could ask Smarter Child a question and by the time the enter button like rebounded from you pressing it, it had already popped an answer up on the screen. And uh and it wasn't like it wasn't a long, complex answer, but it wasn't yes or no either. Like there were that was text there. Yeah, there was oh my gosh, man, that's like my childhood. Right. <laughs> so and I don't know, like it still doesn't compare. It's not on the level of what we're talking about here where it'll spit it. I could tell it to write me a ten thousand word essay on the history of the, the automobile and it just would. Um Smarter Child wasn't like that, but it was there and this has been, you know, it's twenty years ago. Um but you think about something as simple as spell check, you know, that pops a little squiggly line pops up and I'm I got to tell them I was writing something by hand the other day. This is how like ingrained this stuff is in our head now. I'm writing something by hand and I wasn't sure I spelled it right. And then a little, I was waiting on the squiggly line to pop up under the word and tell me it was wrong. But I mean, that's been there forever, right? So that always felt to me like somebody was on the other side of the screen and they were like looking back in and they were like, no, that one's wrong. And they would mark it for you or whatever. Um, you got things like no red ink now that teachers are using. Um I think I don't know if that's the same one that uh, looks at all the other papers that anybody's ever submitted on the internet and and tells you that uh, your paper is X percentage uh, plagiarized. So like everybody, yeah, there's there's phrases and words that everybody uses. So it'll they'll give you your teacher will give you like ten percent. You know your, your paper was ten percent plagiarized, whatever. Um, but uh, that's AI. Like so, this stuff's been around. Um, I don't know. Somebody mentioned the other day that a, a red light was a form of AI, like a traffic light. I was like, ah, oh, maybe that might be reaching a little bit. Well, it, it kind of depends on that because they do use those traffic cameras that detect cars and motorcyclists. So well, like people true. like you who ride around on a scooter who's not heavy enough to trigger it, that camera catches you and says, there's an object there. Let's yeah. trigger. 
That's true. So you're using an AI learning tool that says that there's an object large enough to be a motorcycle driver or a person right. here while nobody else is. Okay. So, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's been around for a while. It's a scary thing to think about, right, and, and what what can be done with it. Because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm counting my episodes. I got 100 and, I think this is 107 numbered episodes, and then there's seven or eight more that didn't get numbered for whatever reason. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's enough uh, – not it's not footage, I guess, if it's audio. There's enough audio of me out there on the internet that somebody could load all that stuff into some type of AI bot and spit out episodes of my podcast. Um oh shoot. There's actually a voice model that only needs thirty seconds of your voice. Um and it can recreate you. My intros 100%. are thirty seconds. One hundred percent. Um <laughs> yeah. Um I'll pull it up later after we get done. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Some commercials okay. that are like news reels of people talking. Wow. That's all AI generated. So uh, somebody sent me the other day uh, Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro talking about the beast that makes you old. Yeah. I think it's got a couple swear words in it. So if you're going there to pull it up right now, just be warned. But uh, it's Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. And they're talking. And it's them. And it's not them. And you can tell that it's not them. But it, it's enough like them. That so, if you hadn't listened to them before, you might be fooled by it. So so that's using Seven Labs, which is an AI software tool that takes your voice. Right. And you write it out, and the more emphasis you put, and the more punctuation, and the more you rewrite it and put quotations, the better it gets at emphasizing words. Oh. So it gets real wild real quick. Well, so those guys, those two guys specifically, are big enough and popular enough and their platform is big enough and they're wealthy and, you know, they, they can, they can, Joe Rogan can go on his podcast and tell 30 million people at a time. Uh, I didn't say that. That ain't me. And if you've seen my show before, you know, you know, whatever. I didn't actually go to a beach that made me old, but, uh, but I can't do that. Like I don't have the resources and there are enough hours in the day. Should somebody, some bad actor, stumble onto my podcast and go, well, let's make this guy say all types of horrible things. Like people can just go on there and do that. Um, so that's scary, right? That's, I don't, I don't want to have to fight that battle and I hope it never comes to that. Not to say that it won't, but, uh, as open AI informed me, I'm not a notable person. So it's probably not going to happen to me anytime soon. But, uh, I asked it on my phone and I should have put these two together. Um, can AI be used by bad actors? And I'll just ask it again here. I thought the answer was interesting. And it was a different app I was using on my my phone. But uh, we're here right off the bat. AI can be used by bad actors for malicious purposes. Like any powerful tool or technology, AI has potential for both positive and negative applications. Um, <laughs> cyber attacks, disinformation and manipulation, surveillance and privacy invasion, uh, autonomous weapons. That's my favorite one. I think AI can be used in the development of autonomous weapon systems, which can raise ethical concerns regarding their deployment and potential to cause harms. Holy smoke. I wish I hadn't read that. Um, <laughs> my next point was about to be, we shouldn't be scared of this thing as of yet, because as I was getting into a minute ago, it's, it's not, uh, it's not thinking for itself, but, I mean, it points out here, you know, in the wrong hands. Like, I'm asking it about a cheesy podcast and, and a little bitty church, and it doesn't know, whatever. And 
asks a couple of moral questions, and he kind of says, yeah, maybe. But, uh, I mean, we're talking about weapons, right? Ethical concerns about the deployment of weapons with the potential to cause harm. Um, that's that's kind of scary stuff. Um, so let's get back to talking about red lights and <laughs> traffic cameras and things. <laughs> um, I, it's not something we're not supposed to live in fear as believers anyway, right? You know, perfect love casts out fear. Uh, but, you know, there, there it's something that we should be mindful of. We need to be mindful of things at all times. Um, and there's probably some use for it in the church or as a, uh, as a Christian content creator, maybe you use it to write your social media post or to make a make a flyer for you or a poster or some cover art for your episode or your book or whatever. I think you should probably prefer to use people for those things like that, uh, get people to help you with those. But I don't think it's the end of the world if you say, hey, uh, chat AI, ask me for, or uh, I'm asking you for a, intro to my podcast or I don't do an intro to your podcast but a social media post yeah I was gonna say social media posts little hype posts Instagram captions all those things yeah 100% yeah yeah I mean because you post something on Instagram and then you're like whoa what am I gonna say about this so you can just tell chat AI to say caption this picture of me in this boat with my friends and it goes oh we're having a great time on the lake today or whatever and so yeah I don't know don't be scared of it um, yeah, I guess it's, uh, I mean, it's here and there's nothing we can, we, we can't put this genie back in the bottle. Like it's, it's just with us now and that's the way it is. But, uh, I don't know. There are practical applications for it. If you've got a school essay, um, yeah, we kind of mentioned this earlier, um, stuff like that. I don't, it's, it's hard to even call it cheating anymore, right? Like, need to go on and my daughter's got to write an episode. I mentioned helium earlier as a, a school project. It was my daughter. She did it, but, uh, she, got, she got on to, to open AI and was like, Hey, I need, uh, an essay about, uh, helium. So the thing writes her helium. Now is that cheating? Um, a little, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I made her read it. Right. Cause she had to present this stuff. And when you get up to present something is not the time to realize that you've never even read this content before. So I made her read it. But that's the world that we live in, right? This is where we are. And if you think it's cheating to get chat AI to help you with an essay for school, um, is it cheating to ask YouTube to help you fix your washing machine, right? It's the same thing. Somebody created that video and put it on YouTube and you get on there and you watch it and you can... You can fix your your washing machine and save yourself a gajillion dollars. Um, you know, it costs you some time or whatever, but that's the trade off these days. So is that is that different from writing essays? You know, getting getting to write an essay in school, and, and again, as long as it's something benign, like you know, academics or whatever, not like you wouldn't do it with a a religious text or a sermon or something like that, some kind of gospel message. Um, but no, you would certainly go to Google if your car started making a weird noise and figure out what it was. Um, this is the world we live in and there's applications for it. And you may, you know, depending on what your career path is, you, you may use it at your job. Um, this is just the way that it is. And the church has got to understand that. Uh, again, again, you know, the church is not 
just like this building that we're in. It's it's who we are and it's 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 what we do and how we live our lives. Um, but it's here and it's it's among us. It's with us. Uh, how you know sketchy it's going to get? Yeah, that's tough to say. But uh, it's we we can find a way, even if we're not using it, to navigate the world with it in there. Um, here with us, you know, the, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So this knowledge base that it has is it's already out here. So let's think about it that way, right? It's not like this thing is not creating new stuff. It's a new concept to us, but it's just a different way to, to disseminate information um, that was already here anyway. You know, uh, we were apparently it's got the entire internet loaded onto it pre 2000. I mean, uh, 2020, 2021. Um, so old ideas, right. Old, uh, old thoughts, old content, old framework, old, you know, whatever. Um, so what it's doing, what it's, what people are using it for now, what people are getting from it, um, has already been here. So, and, and nothing surprises God, right. God's never surprised. So he knew this was this thing was going to be here. Um, again, it could be used by bad actors, but it could be something that the church also takes advantage of. I've done episodes before about how the church needed to take advantage of social media and put it to good use. A lot of churches are still scared of it, and they don't want to, you know, make that footprint or whatever. But uh, it's a great tool for reaching a lot of people in a short period of time with a minimal amount of effort. Um, this, this chat stuff is the same way. It's language models, you know, as far as that goes. Um, but it's here, you know, we might as well wrap our brains around it and, and cozy up to it, I guess. Uh, we don't have to use it. It doesn't have to be part of our lives, but we're living in the world that has it. So, you know, there's that, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump off here before I talk around in circles. But, uh, as always, Thank you for listening, for watching. God bless you. I love you. See you next time.